0: So we are surrounded by uh, negative voices all around us all the time, all types of them. Those voices, those negative voices can be me, just me myself, that my own voice, that negativity that I'm experiencing, that negative voice. The voice can be the people around us who are just constantly negative and we hear that and we pick up some of it. Also the enemy, the devil, can also be a source of voice of negativity in our lives. So we're surrounded by all these different kind of voices. I think sometimes we lean on, it's from the devil, it's from the devil. It could be, but also I think because in our humanity, surrounded by also people living in this world, we could just in general be surrounded by a crazy amount of negative voices that we hear day in and day out. And the thing is, is that we get shaped by these voices that are speaking to us all the time. Whether we know it or not, we start to mold. We start to conform and it starts again to be a part of us. And uh, we call these voices rival voices, rival. So if you just think of the word rival, uh, defined, rival is something or someone that is competing with another for the same objective. So somebody has like there is a rival there, rivalry. What is that? It. What is that? It is, again, something or someone that is competing with another for the same objective. So we have these voices, right? And these voices, they're, they're, at, they're in rivalry with one another. There's a rivalry going on. Right? For the same objective. What's the objective? Jesus. God is our objective. And so the rival voices that I want to talk about, again, one voice is always coming from God, right? We have a God who says, which tells us, our Bible tells us we're made in God's image, we're made in his likeness, that he saved us. Not because we're perfect, not because we deserved it, but because it's just who he is. That we don't have to earn his love. He just freely gives it. That's one voice. And then the other voice, the rival voice says, but not really, but not really, that, that's not for you. You're not though, you are not. And that thing that you hate about yourself, Jesus hates it about you too. And the thing that you think disqualifies you from his love, it does. There's this constant back and forth, back and forth, back and forth throughout our day, whether we know it or not. There's this war, this rival going on. And there's nobody more in the Bible who is shaped by rival voices than the man in today's gospel, the blind man. The blind man, he heard about Jesus. He couldn't see Jesus. He, Jesus had not walked through Jericho yet, but he only heard about Jesus. What do he hear about Jesus? Jesus came to save sinners. He loves everybody, that, uh, th- those who are, who are forgotten about, that he has come for his people. He's heard a lot about Jesus. So that's one voice, what he knows on this side of his mind. Right? Jesus loves me, that, that Jesus wants to save me, that Jesus wants is healer and is doing all kinds of healing. He probably wants, I want that for myself as well. Maybe I have a chance today. It's probably what he's thinking, one side of the voice. And the other voice, right, on the other side, is the complete opposite. Right? The complete opposite. So the rival starts to begin. There's this rivalry going on. This rival starts to begin again, a rival, something or someone that is competing with another for the same objective. He's a blind beggar that has nothing to offer anyone. in his whole life, he's heard the complete opposite of Jesus being good That Jesus loves sinners, that Jesus came to save, that you don't have to earn his love. What did he hear? As a beggar, he heard the complete opposite. From himself, from the devil, from the people around him, he heard this negativity. They told him, you're unwanted. You're a mistake. You're a burden. You take everything as a beggar from everyone and you give nothing to nobody. This imbalance that's going on in the mind. And again, he has a choice. Do I take a chance? I hear Jesus is coming. Do I take a chance? Do I I reach out from this part of the rival, this voice, which I know about Jesus? Or am I going to listen to the rival voice, which is going to be the complete opposite? This is my my only opportunity. Again, he hears that Jesus is coming near, and he takes a chance. And what does he decide to do? He shouts out, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. He fought through this war rival going on in his mind. He took an act of faith. This could be my only opportunity. And the rival didn't end there. Right? If we were paying attention, the rival didn't end there. More rival voices, it tells us in the Bible, The the people walking in front rebuked him, which means yelling at him. Basically saying, shut up. You're annoying. You're so loud. You're unwanted. You're a beggar. He's not interested in you. telling him to be silent and what did he do and it tells us but he kept calling out all the more son of David have pity on me he kept fighting through it there's a real struggle there's a real rival going on here a real rival going on a real battle for faith objective accomplished he reaches Jesus Again, if a rival is competing for the same objective, one wants to keep him away from Jesus, whether it's the people, whether it's his own mind, whether it's the devil, and then the other objective is, come to me, come to Jesus. Objective accomplished. He reaches Jesus. So before we talk about what we should do, Right here we are 2,000 years later, we're not immune. If anything, it's worse now in our, in our, day, of, uh, our day and age. Because again, we're, you know, we're, we're just surrounded by voices. All kinds of critics. We can be our own critics. We can be on social media. We're always listening for somebody else's voice. We're looking for people to tell us who we are. So it's a million times worse today, 2,000 years later, of these rival voices going on. So before we talk about what we should do, When those rival voices start, that war that's going on between this side of the voice which says, come to God. He loves you. He wants you. He died for you. You don't have to earn His love. Surrender your life to Him. And the other side that says, don't you dare surrender to Him. He can't be trusted. He's not interested in you. You're a joke. You're a loser. You're a beggar. You bring nothing to the table. So what should we not do first? First is we don't give in to the rival voices. Right, again, you're unwanted, you're a mistake, you're a loser, you're always going to be alone, you're difficult to love, you're a burden, you're so annoying. We don't give in to that. We know that the, that source is not positive, it doesn't come from God. If we know our scriptures, our God does not speak that way. The problem is, we don't really know God's voice. So first and foremost, we don't give in to it. Second, we don't argue with the voices. We don't argue with the the, the rival voices. The problem is if we argue with rival voices, they always come back with evidence. They're amazing lawyers. They always have evidence. For example, you're a loser. No, I'm not. Oh, really? Why weren't you invited? You're looking on your social media. Everyone else is out. You weren't invited. You're always going to be alone. No, I won't. Why are you single? So the rival voices always come up with evidence. I had a new one today in my life that I haven't heard before, a rival voice. You're a bad son. I haven't seen my dad in, in a while. And so that came up out of nowhere. You're, you're not a good son. And I started to think, yes, I am. And I was like, Marta, don't go there. <laughs> don't, be, don't, don't go there. I'm not going to argue with the rival voice. I know that didn't come from God. It was accusatory. It was negative. It was toxic. It was really bringing me down. I stayed the mission. It didn't end. The war kept, continued. So we don't give in to them and we don't, uh, we don't argue with them. So what do we do then? We talked about what we don't do. What should we do? And we'll kind of end with this. We don't argue. We don't give in to them. So what do we do? We we follow these steps. First and foremost, we label it. What is the voice saying? At the root of, you're a loser, you're a joke, you're not loved, God, you know, you, you, you are the, the, the one person that Jesus did not die for. He shed his blood on the cross for humanity, but not for you. So what is that rooted in? We must label it. We have to label it. I was talking to a guy once and he was super discouraged and super lonely. And he's telling me all these things. He's saying all these things. I'm always going to be alone no matter how hard I try. I will never have anybody. And I said, label it. Let's label it. What is, so let's, what is this encompassing? What's it, what's it rooted in? What's it rooted in? Let's label it. And he said, I'll never be chosen. All that had to do with I'll never be chosen. So that's first. We must label it. We've labeled it. I'll never be chosen. Second, What's its source, the rival voice? That voice which wants to rob me of my peace and joy with Jesus, that objective which is Jesus Christ? What is his source? So we've labeled it, what's its source? Where did it come from? I asked him. When did that start? Let's ask the Holy Spirit right now. And he was just, you know, he was thinking and he said, you know, it started when I was in high school. I was dating, so I was dating a girl when I was in high school and things were going great. I did everything for her. Everything she told me she didn't want a guy to do, I did the opposite. And things were going awesome. It was looking very promising. And a year later, out of nowhere, she broke up with me. So at least now he knows where it comes from. Here he is years later believing the same we've labeled it. I'm always going to be alone. And that's important. We've labeled it. We now know its source, where it started. And then third, what we do after labeling it, knowing its source, third, what we do is persistence. We fight through that because I might as well have told him, tattoo that on your forehead. Because everything will come back to that, I will always be alone. So when you look in the mirror, you can see, I will always be alone. Because that's what the negative, whether it's from the devil, whether it's from myself because of my broken heart, or whether it is just from the people around me. I have to know and label it and know that is where I'm always going to be attacked in that particular area. So persistence. Persistence defined. Firm or obstinate continuance in a course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. Basically, keep pushing until you reach Jesus. And that is what the blind man in today's gospel did. Again, there was this fight back and forth, back and forth. He didn't just give in. He would persist to get to the objective, which is Jesus. How persistent are we I know sometimes I'm not very persistent. It's just easier to be like, okay, fine, you're right. And then guess what? No joy, no peace. If Jesus promised that we would live a life, a fulfilled life, a life of peace and joy, and if I have no peace and joy today, brothers and sisters, and a lot of us do not, we look really good on the outside, but internally, we're really struggling, let's be honest. That's not to be not empathetic. I'm not trying to be um, critical. I'm just saying, all of us, we're, pretty, we're, we're struggling. Let's be honest. We have to be honest. We're not good at persisting. Through the voice which says, don't forgive. And then the voice says, Jesus says, well, I forgave you. Or the voice that says, take control of your life. Don't trust anybody. And then the voice, Jesus says, surrender to me. Again, I have to label it. I have to identify its source. And I have to be persistent like the blind man in today's gospel because he he's got what he wanted, which was Jesus. It said, because of your faith. So he received salvation through his faith, but also he saw, he began to see. We want to see, not physically, but what is the rival voice of my life? What's it telling me? Why is it robbing me of my joy and peace? Where did it come from? And have to be persistent to fight against that until the day I die. If you think it's going to go away, guess what? It's not. At least I can be aware of it and not give in to it. So today we come like the blind man. And we stand in front of Jesus as we come to receive him. He was a beggar. All of us are beggars, brothers and sisters. We all come to this altar to receive the Eucharist with empty hands. That means we're beggars. And we tell Jesus too, I want to see... I beg you, Jesus, I'm a beggar. I want to see. I want to see this rival voice. I want to be able to label it. I want to be able to know its source, and I want to have persistence. Because ultimately, you're my goal. You bring joy, and you bring peace. Amen?